friend John Manellis. He's the owner of Auto Care Plus, which has five facilities here in northern New England, including, well, I guess two right in our listening area. In Manchester at Candia Road, 991 Candia Road, Merrimack, 738 Daniel Webster Highway, up in the Lakes region in Wolfboro on Route 28 in the North Country. The, uh, is that the Great Northwoods up there in Conway, John? I don't think it's that quite yet. No? Oh, right. Conway it is. Yeah, I thought you said Wolfboro. Yeah, no, Wolfboro's the Lakes yeah. region. Then you got one up in the Great Northwoods in Conway, and then a uh, down east in Maine across from the main mall in south portland autocareplus.com is where you can get all the specific addresses you can even schedule your services online you can see everything they offer and which will help you conclude why they call themselves your dealer alternative while you're there check out their pre-purchase inspection don't get caught with a lemon bring it to them and they'll tell you whether or not it needs to be squeezed <laughs> can't tell you how much money and trouble that that pre-purchase inspection saved me when i was buying my vehicle oh my head and uh of course their their car care clubs which make routine maintenance uh routine and less expensive and not the lee and finally their five-year fifty thousand mile warranty on parts and labor good nationwide good morning john Good morning, Mitch. How are you today? Fine, thank you. <laughs> so I saw your your post, Good. which I shared to my Facebook page. What 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 you know? What what is it? How does your car like the cold? See. How's it feeling today? Yeah, yeah. It's not, I know how we're feeling when we get outside in the morning, and it's really cold. And it's going to get really cold the next few days. So I thought I would uh, talk about that because lots of people get stranded this time of year because of certain things, and uh, an inconvenience, however you want to look at it. But. Indeed. So, yeah, it's uh, it feels much like you do. I mean, it's, I know it's an inanimate object at all, but uh, it's a mechanical device. And mm-hmm. The uh, Certainly, it takes you guys, us, a little bit longer getting going in the morning. Uh, when you're outside in the cold, you got to warm up a little. So your car is kind of the same way. The fluid in it is... Uh, when the temperatures drop this low, uh, they start to get thicker, or call it like maple syrup. Um, so it takes them a little bit longer to start moving and warm up. And so those are, uh, you know, things that can be done. You know, you can make sure that you run the right oil in your vehicle uh, for this, these temperatures. Most of the time we're running a, a W, which is you know, multi-viscosity. So... But it you know can't hurt even in the, in the winter months to actually run thinner oil and um, and, and uh, synthetic oil if you can. Um, that just it gets going faster if you will. So it doesn't uh, it cut you know it doesn't turn to mud like some of the conventional oils do. So so then uh, that was uh, one thing I was going to talk about. Is, um, I was going to give you guys five pretty much easy areas to look at and what keeps you stuck okay. or inconvenienced. And, right. and yeah, so well, that, before you, one get, of them, before you get into that, I have a question, though, because, you know, you know, I've heard it both ways. You know, you should let your car sit in the driveway and, and warm up, idle, if you will, until you, you know, drop it into gear and go. And then there are other people who say, well, no, if the goal is to warm the car up faster than not, then you drop it in the gear and go because it will warm up faster when it's on the move than when it's in the driveway. So what do you do on a cold morning? Do you let it, do you let it quote unquote warm up? Is that more good than bad, more bad than good? Or do you, you know, hit the ignition and go? 
you can hit the ignition and go. Uh, honestly, you can. Um, these cars start right up, you know, for the most part, with fuel injection, it's helped. I mean, again, battery condition is going to make a difference. Um, when the battery gets this cold, you know, it loses half of its cranking power um, when it gets to zero degrees. So, um, you know, the, and if you, you combine that with thicker fluids or heavy, you know, muddy fluids at the time in the morning, it may not even start. It may crank so slow. Um, you only get a certain amount of, you only get a few seconds before you can deplete that battery and it won't be able to turn the car over if the battery's in weak shape. So, you know, obviously keeping your battery up to snuff is, but to answer your question, yes, I mean, you can put it in gear and go, but my, my recommendation is, because um, the oil is, is going to move and it's going to even, it's going to warm up quicker, like you said, as you're moving and you put, but I wouldn't go down the road at, you know, maximum RPM. I would, first of all, put the car in gear and don't just slam on the gas. Put the car in gear and wait for it to engage. Because the transmission fluid, much like the oil, is also a little bit thick. And it's going to take a little while for the oil to get to where it needs to go and actually engage the transmission into gear. So what I don't want to hear is that thumping noise when you, you step on the gas too quickly I mean, and we're talking, you know, a second or two. You'll hear it. You'll feel it engage. You'll actually, if you're paying attention, you'll feel it. Otherwise, if you go to step on the gas, you might actually rev the engine a little bit, and then when the transmission engages, you'll you put a heavy load on it, and you'll hear this. You'll feel the clunk. And so, again, that's bad because it's not only putting stress on the transmission; it's putting stress on the drive components, like the drive shaft and the axles and other stuff. You don't want to hit it hard like that in the morning. So for me, so wait till so wait and and I, you know it's funny that you say that because I I noticed that really with my with my uh, my truck my Durango, um, you know when it's when it's cold it does take it does take a second or two for once I once I move the the shift for for it to actually get into reverse. Yeah, and then and it's exactly because the transmission fluid is. It's taking a little bit longer to move. <laughs> the pump is pumping, but you know it's it's it takes a little bit longer to get to where it needs to be to actually engage the, the clutches. So you know, it's it's not a big deal, but it's you know something that over time, if you do this time and time again, every time you get in your car, you're going to put undue stress on the drivetrain and, and and the transmission and all the other stuff, and it'll wear out prematurely. And that's why I warn people. But again, it, it can't hurt. Sitting there, you know, I start my car up with my remote start because I want my heated seats to come on and I want to be warm when I get in it. The car doesn't need to wait, but, um, <laughs> you know. So, so it's for your transmission. <laughs> exactly. So it's ultimately uh, so creature comforts that we have on most of these vehicles today. Not everybody has all these amenities, but my car happens to have heated seats, which I, I actually like. So, um, but, you know, the battery is a big thing, and people in the New England area don't realize that it lives a harsh life here, and the average life in the New England area is just just over four years. So, I mean, if you think, and, and that's if you've taken good care of your battery, meaning you haven't let it sit for weeks at a time and depleted it and then had to recharge it from almost, you know, no volts on the way up, but, you know, that, that, that cuts the battery's life down, too. So assuming you drive your car every day and you don't take short trips and the battery is able to charge back up to full state, 
um, you know, if your battery is two, three years old right now, I, I would want to be getting it tested. And there's nothing you can do in your driveway. You really need some. You need you need professional tools, so you need to stop at a at a parts store or, or an auto, auto repair shop or something like that and have them have them actually test the battery. And if you think it's going on three, four years old, um, you don't get a lot of warning. So now's the time to just put a new battery in it and uh, and not chance getting stuck, especially when the when the mercury hits below zero the next few days, supposed to hit seven, eight degrees at night. That's I mean below freezing. That's pretty cold stuff. So. Yeah, um, that's pretty cold. Couple, couple other things. The wiper blades is another thing that we see a lot of this time of year when when we start to wake up to snow and, and frost on the windows. I'd say get yourself a new set of wiper blades because most likely they're more than six months old and they don't really last more than six months in this area. I mean, yeah, they'll still work, but will they be the best they can be? No. And the other part of this is we always, you know, I'm, I've been guilty myself, but I would tell you it's detrimental to turn the wipers on, A, when there's some kind of frost on it, because most likely the, the blade is frozen to the window. You can tear the blade when you turn them on. So you should actually take the time to definitely have an ice scraper in the car and be able to scrape that window and free the blade up from the glass before you turn on the, the blades. Otherwise, you could strip out the uh, the actual linkage or the the arms from the the arm is like soft metal and it's it's on its flying shaft and you see a lot of them where they come in and they they don't move anymore because they're stripped out because somebody tried to you know clear the snow off the window with it and uh, it was supposed to get maybe six inches of snow Sunday night so don't go out there and just be lazy <laughs> so you know put a new set of blades on for one thing and then. Don't ruin those set of blades by using them as ice scrapers. Because, you know, when you turn on, you know, you try, a lot of people try to use their windshield washer fluid and their wipers as, you know, a cleaning mechanism. And mm-hmm. That's just going to take and reduce the life of those new blades you just put on. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's my my opinion is, uh, you know, save, and also invest in some uh, washer fluid. Have have a cup, you know, a gallon or so on, and, you know, at home or one in the car because it, you'll be amazed at how fast you go through this stuff in the in the in the winter time when they start hitting the roads with the salt and stuff in the sand. Oh yes, so, it doesn't take much. <laughs> doesn't. And then, um, as we talked about the oil, you know, again, I would talk to your professionals and see what's recommended in this in, in, in the climates that we're heading into. Most of the time, you're good running the same oil that you ran all year round, but not everybody, I can't cookie cutter that into everybody, so, and even if you run a 5W30, you know, you might consider running a 5W20 or a 0W30 in the winter time, just to help with the the cold starts that we're going to be experiencing. If you can put your car in the garage at night, even better, because you can keep it, uh, you know, but again, everybody has to go to work, and most likely you're parked outside, so... And then uh, tires, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, that is another big one. That in the New England area, my recommendation is always to put a set of winter tires on here, snow tires, because we see sufficient amount of that stuff. And we see sufficient amount of temperatures below 45 degrees, so all of that equates to 
yes, you should run a full set of snow tires. And if you had, if I had my way, I would tell you to put them on a nice set of steel rims. That way, every summer, winter changeover makes it easier for you. Some people can do that in your driveway. Some people, you save the cost of having us mount and balance the same, you know, keep moving ties from the same set of rims. So if you can afford to swing it, I would, you know, I would get a dedicated set of tires and rims for the winter and then just bolt them off when needed. So, hmm. um, okay. You know, and again, some of these cars, yeah, they come with 17, 18, 19, 20 inch rims. Um, sometimes you can, you can get a, a, a size lower on the rim in the tire package. Um, I would check with the professional and see what's what will fit your car, and uh, you can save some money on those rims if you don't have to buy the twenty inches. Um, but even still, the steel rims aren't that horribly expensive. It, I mean, if you're gonna if you're willing to keep your car five, six, seven years, it's a good investment because you're gonna have those rims and those tires for you know three three years at least. Um, the rims will last forever, obviously, but the you know depending on how much you drive. It'd be, it's a lot easier in the long run. You save money in mounting and balancing over the long term. So, hmm. now can you can you get away with having a different size rim um, for your snow tire than for your you know your regular tires, or is the the rim size really sort of determined by the vehicle? No, and that's what I said. You can actually a lot of times run a size lower. Okay, um, all right, and again with. Because the manufacturer, you know, most most vehicles come with multi, you know, different sizes depending on the, uh, you know, the added model packages and you know the, the what you call the bells and whistles. Um, so, like a base model might have a 16 inch, and the super performance model might have a 17 inch. So you you know you could actually run the base model tire. Gotcha. When right. it comes to winter tires and, and rim packages, which will save you some money. So. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. And then the that. other thing about tires is checking those pressures because that's another thing that nobody does and the winter is the time when you'll actually lose air pressure and so you want to make sure that you keep as soon as the temperature drops the pressure drops and you want to make sure you set them back to the right to the right pressures and uh and, and also check that spare tire because i can't tell you how many times we try to go help somebody on the side of the road change their tire for them and there's no their, their spare tire is flat um, <laughs> Check not the everybody knows where the spare tire is, but it's good if it's there that it actually has an area. Yeah, so. mine is up <laughs> underneath the uh, underneath the bed of the truck. So, <laughs> so when you bring it into the shop, just say, "Hey, you know, when we're rotating the tires or doing whatever, you know, make sure you check the spare for me because you know this is the time of year when it seems like we have a lot of tire breakdowns and because of the cold temperatures, and you might actually need that spare. So I would I would uh, make sure it's working." or at least going to be able to get you back home or to a repair shop or wherever you need to get it replaced. So. All right, John, I, I, speaking of which, we got to go. We are out of time, but as always, we appreciate uh, your sharing the insights that will avoid us having to spend a lot of money at Auto Care Plus. <laughs> it's just kind of a weird thing that you do. Well, you know, maintenance is definitely cheaper. <laughs> We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. AutoCarePlus.com is where you can get the details of what we just talked about and, oh, so much more. Why? Well, they're your dealer alternative. Take a look.
Alternative. Take a look. Alternative. Take a look. Alternative.